And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. There are so many little things that I have learned to love about Christmas. And Linus reading the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2 is definitely one of those little things that I love. Um, I love the line when he says, the glory of the Lord shone round about them. It cracks me up every time I hear it. I had no idea that Linus was Canadian. It just, it just makes me laugh when he does it. But I think about that moment, those shepherds out in that dark field, and then the glory of the Lord shines all around them. And then it ends with the song of the angel army, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. It was joyful news that night. A child was born. And Luke says that there were two great outcomes. The first, this child would be the greatest reveal ever of the glory of God. And then second, this child would bring peace. Everywhere that he was received and trusted as Savior and King, they would become the people on whom God's favor rests. We could become the people who have peace with God. How cool is that? The glory of God and peace for us. If it weren't for the glory of God, we would never have peace with God. But because we do have peace with God, now we want the whole world to know how glorious He is. And so I want us to think about that for a few minutes tonight. I mean, God's all about His glory. Our lives are supposed to be about His glory. So what exactly does that mean? What does it mean to glorify God? I think it's great that at every campus tonight, we're all, you know, each in the same room. We've got from oldest to youngest. And I want to do this, or at least try to do this, in a way that, that makes it possible that, it, that as many of us as possible can really grasp what we're talking about tonight. And so, how about I'm going to try to do this the way I would explain it if I were explaining it to my children when they were young. So we'll give it a shot. Here's what I would do. First thing, I would put them in the car and we would take a ride. We'd take a ride just out of town and we would stop at a certain spot where we would see a water tower in the distance. And I would have my kids measure the size of the water tower with their hand. Pointer finger on the top of the water tower, thumb on the bottom of the water tower, and I would ask them, how big is the water tower? And they would say, Dad, it's this big. Then we would get back in the car and we would drive to the water tower. I would have them walk right up to it 
And then we would just look up and we would realize that that tower is hundreds of times bigger than we are. And I would say to my kids, that's what God is like. The closer you get to his heart, the bigger you realize he really is. The Bible says that the whole earth is filled with his glory. It says, go outside and look at the sky because the heavens declare his glory. It says that he is the one who holds all things together. And so the question is then, how do we glorify him? Well, think about the water tower. What happened? We got close enough that then we were amazed and it made us want to do things maybe like, let's take a picture so that we can show someone else how big this thing is. That's what it means to glorify God. You get close enough, He amazes you, and then with your words and with your actions, you make a big deal about how big God really is. Second thing I would do, I would invite my father over. We would have a little sit down with my father and my kids, and so I would have them look at their grandfather, and I would ask them this question. Compared to other fathers, is my father tall or short? And I can imagine my kids would take just a second, they would look at each other, and probably one of them would come up with these wise words. One of them would say, Dad, some other fathers are much taller, which is just a really nice way of saying, Dad, your dad is short. That's what they would say. I would agree. But then I would look at my kids and I would say this. I don't want any other dad, no matter how tall they might be, because there is no other dad in the whole world that is more valuable to me than him. There's no other dad in the whole world who means more to me than he does. And then I would look at my kids and I would say, that's exactly what God is like. And the more you get to know God's heart and the more you understand the father that he is, then you realize there's nothing more in this world that's more valuable to you than him. So how do we glorify him? Well, we want our words and our actions to tell the whole world, this is how our dad loves us. We want our actions and our words to tell the whole world, this is how our God provides for us. We make a big deal about how valuable our Heavenly Father is to us. And then one more. The last thing I would do is I would have my children choose one of their favorite stories. Um, it could be a book, could be a movie, doesn't matter. Maybe we would sit down and read it together or watch it together. But here's what I know. In all great stories, there is a villain. There's always a character in the story who wants to take who wants to hurt, there's always a character who is selfish. 
But in all great stories, there's also a hero. And I would say to my children, that hero is beautiful. And I would use that word because I want them to know that beauty is not just about how something looks. Beauty is not just about sunsets and flowers. Beauty is also about strength and courage and wisdom and serving. And when the hero defeats the villain, that hero is beautiful. And I would say to my children, that's exactly what God is like. At Christmas, we are celebrating the most amazing truth. The one, our God, who always has been. He shows up as a baby. And the reason that He came was that He would give us the greatest reveal ever of how great God is. How great is God? He's so great that He would give His life on a cross for you and me. Even though He was completely perfect, He would take all of our sin, and as though He were the one who did all that wrong, He died paying the price for us. He is the hero who rescued us from the enemy who wanted to destroy us. But instead, Jesus forgave us, He makes us His family, and He never lets us go. So how do we glorify Him? Uh, every day, with our words and with our actions, we are cheering Him on as our hero. And we are telling the story to everybody we know, this is who has rescued us. We make a big deal about how beautiful He is. I would want to make sure my kids understand that just like we don't make the tower tall, just like we don't make dad valuable, and just like we don't make the hero beautiful, the same is true of God. He already is. But to glorify Him means we see it. We see who He is, and when we see who He is, it makes this joy just explode inside us, and then with our words and our actions, we want the whole world to know the same. That's what it means to glorify God. My prayer is that you and your family will pour out your lives to glorify Him. And I want you to know it's worth it. Even though there may be struggles now, it's worth it because one day, our hero, who arrived the first time, that little baby in a manger, yeah, the glory of the Lord shone all around them, but one day He is going to return. He is going to make all things right. And He is going to take us to be with Him, a new home forever and ever. This is how it reads at the end of the story. Again, the angel is the one who communicates this truth. It says, this new home, a part of it will be a city. And that city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. And then it says, nothing impure will ever enter it. Nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. In other words, on that day, it will be glory to God in the highest.
He's going to light up the place. And for you and me, it is going to be perfect peace to those on whom His favor rests. May God bless you and your family. Merry Christmas.